your favorite Nyanka and this is Redefine Success episode 5. I really cannot believe that it's already episode 5. I love every guest that we've had on here so far and I honestly just cannot wait for this show to keep on growing. I just wanted to thank everyone so far that just continues to tune in and just share all of our episodes. I really appreciate it and I just hope that you guys continue to grow um, with the show. But with that being said, it is episode 5 and today I brought in one of my favorite people in the world, Olivia Stallings. So introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are and what you do. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Olivia Stallings, as Nyanka said. I am a full-time student at Temple University. I'm majoring in religious studies. I'm a second semester junior. And in addition to school, I'm really just focused on spreading the message of Jesus Christ to people. Um, If it's okay, I'm going to share a little um, section of scripture that really just embodies my heart just for everyone. Uh, So I'll make it quick. (laughs) So it's starting in Acts chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a lame man and a man lame from birth being was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. So that embodies just the heart I have for, like, the mission I want to, you know, fulfill with my time here on earth, my life. Um, It's just about seeing people, seeing people um, who are broken, who need healing, who are struggling, and giving them what I have, which is Jesus Christ, which is the answer to, you know, everything. Um, And then not only that, but just seeing people just be made whole and also just being empowered to live the life that the Lord has called them to live as well. 
um, yeah, that's my mission. And I like to do that through worship nights. So, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been hard um, following your walk with Christ um, as a college student? I know it's, it's, it's hard as a college student just balancing literally your personal life with school as is. And then I just feel like religion, whether you're Christian or not, isn't something that's obviously, you know, like glamorized and it's not always seen as, you know, the popular walk to take. And so it's not always easy. Yeah. What are some of the struggles you faced, um, you know, following your religion and being a college student? Yeah, well, initially coming into college, it was very difficult just because I grew up in a Christian household, but I didn't know, I didn't really have any reason to, like for believing what I believed. It, like my faith wasn't really my own. But um, through like actually trying to get to know Jesus myself, but actually pursuing him, not just relying on my parents, mm-hmm. I did find him for myself. And now it's come to the point where I believe that this is the truth, that Jesus is the truth. So I'm doing, I would be doing people a disservice if I wasn't strong in my faith, if I wasn't telling people about Jesus. So initially it was difficult wanting to fit in with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I just don't care. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't worry about what people think about you. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. I think it comes with age. Like, obviously, like when you're a freshman, um, sophomore, like you're still trying to like you know figure out your path, um, and just kind of where you fit in. And I feel like also people come to college and they want to like reinvent themselves. Yeah, and I feel like the start of that can always be a little bit like it's either like you start going down a wrong path, and then, yeah. Like, I feel like for most people, like you actually just kind of start not even going down a wrong path, but you just literally you start experimenting in things just to kind of figure out, all right, like this is yeah. not for me, and then you figure out, all right, this is for me. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I like it wasn't my intention to come to college and become like the girl who's obsessed with Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was not at all how I envisioned my life going. But um, the Lord had a plan that was much better than my own. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. But yeah, initially, like, I, to be honest, wanted to be the opposite. Really? <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, I was like, I just want to, just wanting to be, just kind of go with, with the, like, with the crowd. If yeah, that makes sense. Like not, but, yeah. Guys, so let me tell you this quick story. So Olivia and I had met two years ago, almost two years ago. I think December will make it two years. Um, and we had met at a an open mic night. Um, yes. I was singing, y'all. She was singing. <laughs> I was just in the crowd, and you know, I I went up to her after and just telling her like, you know, you did a great job, just like that, and like literally, that's how our friendship. Yeah, started just from that night alone and it's just crazy to see the growth that she's had as a person I mean even me too like we really like grew together like if you looked at us like two years ago where we were and then like now it's like whoa like yes and it's crazy because at the same time that it's really transformed like looking back it's just like wow I still like remember where we were and it don't it doesn't seem so far away like yeah like our it relationship feels far away very, to me. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's just like our relationship has never, like our dynamic of our relationship has always been re- re- very healthy. Yes. So like that's the aspect to me that's like, oh, okay, 
but then just like <laughs> literally like we've both grown in our spirituality so much and I think something that's so important um about kind of just building your relationship with God um and just growing in your spirituality is having a circle of equally yoked people yes I know I have learned so much from just being around Nyanka. Like, you are literally one of the most just, like, confident people I've ever met in my life. And I've always struggled with my confidence. So, like, you have been such a godsend to me and just helping me get to where I am now. So I'm just so grateful for you. And I love you so much. (laughs) Just so everyone knows. Nyanka is great. She's amazing and she's going to do so many amazing things. And this is just the beginning for her. So stay tuned on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. No, like I really like truly like oh my god, like I'm so flustered. You it's funny because like yeah, like Olivia just said, like she struggles with um confidence, um, which is something I also want to ask you on, but like Mm -hmm. I feel like through me seeing you grow and because you're growing with God, like there's just a different kind of glow that you have. Oh, shucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> like seriously, I, I mean, that goes for anyone. Um, and like I told you before, I was just like, I like that confidence you're looking for. Like it really is within him. And like, I see Amen. it shining through you, even <laughs> though you don't see it, um, you know, shining yeah. through you and I just kind of wanted to ask like when it went the moments you do feel confident like what is it that kind of gets you there um and kind of just advice for, and just kind of like advice people that are struggling with confidence like what are certain things that you do what do you lean on to is it your faith like yeah well for me it's a hundred percent my faith the moments when I feel the most confident are the moments when I'm focusing on Jesus mm. like like, if I'm being completely honest, it's, like, the moments that I'm focusing on Jesus. It reminds me of, like, uh, Peter walking on the water. It's, like, Peter was confident when he was looking at Jesus, but it's when he looked away from Jesus is when he started to drown. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like that perfectly embodies me as a person. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like finding confidence in myself never really worked because some days I like myself and some days I don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so it doesn't work or even looking to other people you know like wanting other people to affirm me and have confidence in that some days people like you and some days they don't even people who love you you know they don't always like you all the time you know mm. <laughs> um so it's just like I can't I can't be looking to like imperfect things for confidence <laughs> I <Or> think people. <laughs> I think just me saying that just makes me think about the fact like I guess we don't really think as feeling, feeling like literally the feeling of feeling confident as an emotion and in the sense it is, and we're not, we're taught to not lean our, lean on our own emotions because they're wavering. Yeah. And even me, even though you think I'm confident a hundred percent of the time, I'm really (laughs) like, I mean, like I am, but a lot of my confidence used to just come, just come from like what I do and like just the work mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean like just because of my work ethic and just because I feel like what I bring to the table but also like now my confidence really does stem from God because when I was just relying on like the things I do mm-hmm. there were times where I didn't feel like it was enough you know or I yeah. just don't feel enough and it makes me like you know feel yeah. less confident 
But when I'm like, okay, like, let me not rely on my own feeling and let me rely mm-hmm. on, let me not even rely on the confidence that I know God has in me, but like the confident, the confidence I have in him and what he can do and the power yeah. that he can speak over my life. That yes. enough makes Preach. me like, sis, get it back together. <laughs> like, you're the like that, that's what really like snaps me out of it as well. Yeah. And I would definitely say like, well, like number one, first and foremost, putting your confidence in God and then also making sure that you're doing what he wants you to be doing. <laughs> I mm. like that also, because if you're not in like fulfilling your purpose or you're not in the right call, like the calling the Lord has for you, that will also cause your confidence to waver. If you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, but <laughs> that you weren't created to do your confidence isn't going to be there because you're not supposed to be doing it. So that's also something that has been a journey. But I definitely feel like through growing closer with Jesus, I've gotten a better, like, more clarity on my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, like, my major, not to, like, this is this isn't related, but I switched my major so many times. <laughs> yes. Now I wanted you to talk about this because, like, I feel like there's a lot of students that yeah. we have the pressure, a lot of us, we need to graduate in four years. And we need to not switch our majors and we need to come into college knowing what we want to yes. do. And then we have to like, you know, and then we have to know what we want to do after. And I really want you to like, yeah, speak on that. Like speak on the fact that um, you switch your major. How many times? <laughs> like, like four yeah. times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's going to share her story because. Okay. Go ahead, girl. This is, this is quite the story. So I came in originally as a sociology major, but then someone was like, oh, you're not going to make any money. And so then I was undeclared. And liberal arts, but then I went over to the like the communication school, and I was a media studies production major. But I was horrible at that. Like I'm not technology. I'm not a tech <laughs> person at all. So that was a nightmare. And then I was a communication studies major, which was okay, but it just didn't sit well with my spirit. I was like, there's some like I was saying, I didn't feel confident in it because I it was mm-hmm. off. So I took a semester off from school. And that semester off was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Because during that semester off, I grew the most in my relationship with the Lord. <laughs> yes. And so just a side note, for any people who aren't sure what they're doing in school, in the long run, I would say consider taking a semester off instead of wasting money and taking more classes that are going to end up being a waste anyway. <laughs> just mm-hmm. by two cents. Because you're going to end up wasting more money. And why it's like, why not take some time and just figure out what you're supposed to be doing? Okay. Anyway, but during that semester off, I really felt the Lord putting it on my heart to look into the religion department. But I was kind of like, whatever, because I'm me sometimes. (laughs) Um, But so I went to visit the journalism department, still trying to be in like the whole communications type thing. Um, and I went and I spoke with the head of the department and he was just asking me questions about myself and he was like, you need to go to the religion department. (laughs) So I was like, okay, clearly I should go to the religion department. So I did. And, um, I loved it. It was just cool. It just fit me very well. So I ended up switching my major to religious studies and I, I loved it ever since school. I don't like school itself as a whole, (laughs) but I know I could finish with a degree in religious studies. So Yay, my story. <laughs> no, I seriously, because um, our last our last guest, um, Kai, you know, spoke on just switching her, you know, her major. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see because I've switched my major as well. And I never thought that I would switch my major. 
Um, mm-hmm. Granted, it's kind of within the same field. It just had to be done. And I think my teacher, um, my personal branding teacher, actually, um, she spoke about the same thing. Like, I mean, in different in a different sense, like when you're saying, like, if you're not confident in something, then like maybe you shouldn't be doing it um, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I wouldn't even say that. But like she talks about the fact that like so many of us, like we have this like vision in our heads and we're so adamant on like making it fit when it doesn't fit. Like, Girl, we'll, come we'll, on. Waste, we'll waste time applying for jobs we don't really want. And yes. then we keep getting rejected from them. And, like, you know, just keep going around the fact that, like, it's not for you. Like, there's things yeah. that aren't for you. And you Amen. shouldn't. You shouldn't try to, <laughs> you know, like, stop trying to, to make fit. it fit. Exactly. Um, when there's something that's for you. And that's literally how I felt. Like, when I was in a business school, like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't horrible. Like, I did well in my, you know, my core classes. But it was just, like, it was super rigid. And then, yeah. and I wasn't, and I wasn't, I wasn't really confident in, just being a student in that building um, in general, just because, I don't know, I just felt like there was something more for me. And as soon as I shifted over to the, um, to the communication school, look at me, like, look at what I'm doing. And I just feel confident in everything that I'm doing. And I love everything that I'm doing. And even though there's uncomfortable moments, like that's moments of transition. And I just feel like Mm -hmm. this is the path I'm supposed to be on. Yeah. See, that's so good. And just in general, it's funny that you talk about that, like trying to make things fit that, aren't meant to fit I just mm. feel like that is something that the Lord has just really been teaching me lately because there are so many like, you envision things in your mind like you were saying and you so desperately want them to be but you kind of have to learn how to like let go of things because when you just come to the you just have to learn that it just might not be uh what's mm. meant to be and that yeah, can be there's hard. <laughs> no, and there's <laughs> there's this meme I always laugh about. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but there it's like it's like this girl or something like that. And she was like, "Lord, like give me a sign. Like if he's not for me, like just give me a sign." And like <laughs> it's her on the floor, and like there's like an actual like a road sign that like fell over her, <laughs> and she's like, and then the girl's like, "Lord, give me another sign." And like no, but like. <laughs> I've, you know, I can, I can, I fall victim to that. And I feel like a lot of people do like, will literally like pray or ask for stuff and be like, you know, just universe, give me the sign or Lord. Like, um, if this person or this situation is not for me, like, please just let me know. Like I'm listening. And he'll give us more than one sign. Yeah. And we'll people like, all right, like, I'm just going to try again, but like, give me another sign. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) I love that meme. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, it's so, that's so true. Because it's like, it's like we just so desperately want things to be the way we envision them. It's like, mm-hmm. even if it's clearly not, you still like hold on. <laughs> so what yeah. would you say, so you've shared about your major, um, mm-hmm. and you let, um, I don't know if she mentioned earlier, but like Olivia is a student at Temple University. Um, and I kind of want, Philly is very big. Um, yes. Their culture is amazing. Um, there's so much opportunity in Philly, and I kind and you've you've grown up. I mean, outside of Philly, um, but have always mm-hmm. been um, within Around, the city. Yeah. And I kind of wanted, yeah, wanted to know like how has Philly contributed to your spirituality and just like the kind of people you surround yourself with, and just like um, your church environment and how it's led up to your mm-hmm. the ministry work that you want to do, and kind of just share more about like um, your plans um, with you, what you want to do, maybe with your major or just yeah. what you want to do. 
Okay, that's such a loaded question. Let me try to <laughs> let me try to break it down. Um, well, Philly is a very interesting city. You always say Philly's different, and it is <laughs> <laughs> a Philly's lot of interesting different. characters. Um, I'm like, how do I even? I feel like there is a. Okay, that that goes at the end. Okay, I'll just start out saying where I go to church. <laughs> um, so I attend a church. It's called Freedom Church, and it's um. Yeah, it's located in the Philadelphia Film Center. And it's such a great community to be a part of. It's like, it's a younger church. Um, and I've just grown so much while being there. Like, um, I'm a part of like They have a campus ministry as well that's on different campuses. And that's called Every Nation Campus. And I feel like, at least in my experience, a big part of it is just being around, like you were saying, being around like-minded people who are trying mm-hmm. to pursue Jesus. And that has aided me so much in my growth. I've met so many just lovely young women who really just helped me grow in my faith. Um, and they, you know, they were around me when I was a hot mess. <laughs> um, and I'm just so grateful. Like they have like small groups. They'll go to like conferences um, and it's all, yeah. But it's really, just, I feel like focused on community. Um, and so based off of that, I, as I've grown, I found there's such a great need in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There's just so, so, there's just so much going on from like the high rate of like homelessness, mm-hmm. to even like the schooling systems and like the drug, there's a lot of like you know, drug issues going on in the city as well. Yeah, and the Lord in particular has given me a heart for like younger people. I mean, I'm young, <laughs> but I guess you mean like, like those, like those younger, like youth. Yeah, like younger youth. Just because I feel like as time goes on, I feel like more and more. Not like obviously, I don't know how it was in previous generations, obviously, because I wasn't alive. <laughs> but it just seems like people just feel very lost and I guess like people have always been lost but I guess this is the age group I'm around so um but it's like people I feel like are more anxious than usual people don't know who they are <laughs> mm-hmm. and I and I really identify with that because for the longest time I had no idea who I was and that's just very uns- it's very it's like being in a constant state of just feeling unsettled and feeling not at peace it's like you're wandering around the dark. You're just stumbling around fumbling. Like, that's how life felt for the longest time. Um, and the only way you can truly find who you are is to tap into the one who created you. That's how you find your purpose. That's how you find your worth. Um, you can't find it within yourself because, like I said before, some days you like yourself and some days you don't. Some days people like you, other days they won't. Um, you have to go to what's consistent, and only God is consistent. Um, so I that's why, like, my mission is to do outreaches to people. And, um, yeah, through worship, I want to, I, I, like, over the summer, I did a lot of evangelism, and I just go hand out food to people and also pray for people, like, if they need prayer for, and, you know, try to help in any way that I can. So that's what I've been doing more so recently um, is like really focused on like the worship nights and even just meeting with people day to day 
just like taking the time to sit down and have lunch with them and showing them that someone actually genuinely cares about them, not for what they can do for like you or what you can do for them, but like just wanting to hear what's on your heart and just being encourage you. Like that's a really big part of my ministry, I would say. It's just encouraging people because a lot of like I was saying, a lot of people don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um so that's a part of it. Sorry, I feel like I'm like rambling. Um, no, I mean, and, this is all good stuff. <laughs> in addition to that, I would say my personal goal, like the kind of heart posture I really want to have and that I want to encourage other people to have, it comes from Psalm 27, 4. It says, one thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Um, my whole world revolves around Jesus and I make it a point for it to be that way. I've seen so many miraculous things happen in my life. I've seen dead situations come back to life because of Jesus. That's what Jesus, Jesus is a resurrector. Jesus makes all things mm. new. And so many people are in dead situations that they need to be resurrected. And that's only possible through Jesus. Um, And so I, that's a big part of what I want to do is to give people that resurrection power, like through them getting to know Jesus. And then they can go out and do the same for other people, finding people who are broken and help bringing them to life in Christ. Jesus said he didn't come for those who are, healthy quote-unquote he came for the sick mm-hmm. you know he came for those who are broken not you know for those who think they're whole you know what I mean I feel like the first step to even coming to Jesus is realizing that you were broken we are all broken um ah sorry and I know that these aren't necessarily concrete things because I'm still figuring this out exactly what Jesus wants me to do um but I know it's a big part of it is helping make people whole in Christ and then sending them out to help make other people whole in Christ as well. Um, so in the, in the future, future, <laughs> um, a big part of what I want to do is pretty much just travel around and hold like revival nights. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the Bible, it talks about spiritual gifts. And once you receive Christ, you are empowered by his Holy Spirit. And through that, you get different gifts, spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit can operate in different ways. And a spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit often uses me to operate in is physical healing. Um, So that's like, for example, if someone has hearing problems, um, through praying and, you know, asking Jesus to heal someone, someone can get improved hearing. Or there's even one time um, where... I prayed for a girl who had a busted kneecap and she was wearing a leg brace and she took it off and she walked. Um, let me think of some other ones. It's like, I'll be in a room full of people and I'll be worshiping and the Holy spirit will tell me what ailments people have. And then by faith, I step out and I ask and you know, whoever it is raises their hand and we're all able to pray for them for healing. You know, that's how it's becoming more of like a more um, consistent thing in my life that, the Lord uses me in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, as a part of my ministry in the future, I would like for the whole revival nights where we like pray for healing all the time. I want to see um, people from situations where it seems like there's no way and just seeing Jesus make a way. Um, but yeah, and through worship as well. 
so yeah, I know that's not the most concrete thing, but it's what I got. That's what the Lord is giving me right now. So yeah. that being said, sorry, I'm almost done. Um, Girl, stop apologizing. First and foremost, you are sharing your faith and like people want to hear this. Like this is part of your testimony. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, that being said, I recently started holding, I guess like little like revival. Well, no revival is little. But um, <laughs> like little like worship prayer nights once a month. The next one is going to be on December 7th. And if you follow me on my Instagram, like I'll be posting more information on that. Um, but yeah, it's be a time of just prayer and seeking Jesus. I know the last time we prayed and we worshiped, it was really great. And um, then eventually we started prophesying over each other. So prophecy is pretty much where um, the Holy Spirit gives someone a message that the Lord wants to speak to someone and you just share it with the person. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, it's really great. It's meant to encourage and also just help you be on the right path that Jesus wants you to be on. And then we also prayed for healing as well. And yeah, it was just such a blessed time. And yeah, so that's going to be on December 7th. So yeah, follow me on my Instagram to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, we'll be sure to mention that again at the end. So everyone just knows, um, once again, what time the event is um, and your social information. But we definitely wanted to get in like a few more questions. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, girl, stop apologizing. <laughs> I think everybody, like, needs to hear this information. I think it's interesting to hear other people's stories. Granted, all of ours are different. You know, those that want to continue this walk with Christ, you know, it's just important to hear other stories and, you know, what we can learn from each other. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to know, so you identify as a Christian. Yes. um, But, you know, you're studying religion. So Mm -hmm. I assume you're studying more than Christianity. Yes, I am. Um, how receptive are you to other religions? You know, like I know there's always that kind of controversy whenever someone mm-hmm. identifies as something, especially I know like in the Christian community, um, yeah. some are very, they're not very open to other communities, other religions. Um, and for me personally, I think it's very important to be, um, mm-hmm. no matter what I identify is. And I feel like when you're strong in your faith, it does not waver. So it yeah. doesn't matter if you sit in the room and you're hearing someone else yes. speak about theirs or sharing <laughs> theirs. That that's yeah. something that I've always been big on. And plus, I'm just a person I I love to learn. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want to learn about your faith. I want to know why it is your faith. You know, even if we don't agree, like that's your yeah. faith. Um, and so I don't know. Like that's what I'm big on. And I know you said traveling, so I just kind of wanted to know, like, what's your take on other? Like, not your take, but like, how do you feel yeah. like you know sharing your religion and allowing others to share theirs? Yeah, I I have no problem with, like, hearing about what other people believe. I feel, yeah, like, I feel like that's part of the reason why, like, you were saying me believing that the Lord wants me to travel. Mm-hmm. I, religion plays such a huge part in culture. Yes. So depending on where I end up traveling, I feel like it would definitely be beneficial for me to know um, about different religions. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm completely like, open to hearing what other people believe. Like you were saying... Um, I know Jesus, so my faith isn't wavering at all. <laughs> but like, I'm open to hearing about like what other people believe. Yeah, I've no, I think that's like beneficial. Like, it's good to have those conversations. So yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, we like open mindedness. Cause I'm telling you, that's something that really that um that is something that really bothers me. Um, just about people in general, like our need to be close minded. And I, I, just, I, and I always say like, yeah, like I feel like if your faith isn't strong enough, then you'll feel 
you'll feel yeah. threatened in a way as if someone's taking it away from you. <laughs> um, yeah. That shouldn't be the case. Um, we should learn from each other. Something else I also wanted to comment on is just the importance of community um, yeah. and how you brought that up earlier. How you said God put you in a place and you feel like he's using you to speak to people within your community. And I think that is so important. I think the strongest part of my, um, of my walk with God is my discipleship. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like how disciplined I am and how much I'm always just putting myself out there for him to use me in areas. Even when I feel like I don't have time, he makes time to use me. Yeah. And I allow him That's to. So true. <laughs> there's, you know, no, seriously, and there's, there's yeah. such a need in our yeah. communities and people. It's just like, for me, that's the biggest part um, yeah. with my relationship with God is just allowing him to use me, like truthfully, honestly. Amen. And that, <laughs> that is the big, the most biggest part for me. And I think a lot of people um, sometimes kind of take out that part, you know what I mean? Yes. And I, that's why I love my, um, my pastor a couple weeks ago in, um, at our ceremony mm-hmm. he was saying how like, there's always, he's like, there's that one person that they go to church um, and they listen to music, but they don't do anything else after that. And then there are the people yeah. that like, they do everything. Um, they're volunteering, you know, they're being a part of the community and da, 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 but they don't go to church. And he was just yeah. like, you gotta be like all of those things in one. And like, that really did stick with me too. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to share that. And I just like, you know, like I'm super proud of you just for obviously sharing the gospel and just allowing God to use you in areas that need to be used. Cause you know, I'm big on community um, and community yes. work in general. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, never mind. I never mind. Girl, I feel like it would have been, it would have been a long tangent. So, just... <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, lucky for you guys, Olivia, which she will be sharing later on um, her social media, but she does speak about these things through um, Instagram, through IGTV. Like, she's always sharing Bible verses, um, what she learns through them, anything she learns to worship or her conferences that she goes to. Like, she's always speaking on things like this. So if this is something that you are interested in and, like, growing in your faith, Olivia is definitely the girl to follow um, on social media. (laughs) But before we end this beautiful episode, (laughs) I wanted to just ask you a couple questions. You know, we're always talking about this, but I want you to share people, like, what are you... Okay, first of all, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) What? Because we're really, like, we love music. I feel like a lot of people love music. What are your, like, go-to top five gospel songs? Gospel, I don't even, like, in the genre, but, like, Christian contemporary. Oh, my goodness. If you can name your top five. (laughs) Artists? I don't even know. No. I mean, if it's easier for you to name your artists, you can do artists, but... (laughs) I feel like it would be easier for me to do artists than songs. Okay. Oh, but it'd be easier to do... Yeah, songs is too hard. There's too many songs I like. But um, I was like, general artists that I like, I could do that. Tussle top five? Yes. Okay. That's so hard because there's like the contemporary and the gospel. They're all... That's why I... No, that's (laughs) why I said... Well, that's why I said I was like, gospel is the genre, but then gospel. All right, we're not going to get into that right now. But you know (laughs) what I mean. Okay, so I would say, well... Okay. I love Kirk Franklin, Donnie yeah. McClurkin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, Donnie McClurkin. Um, this group, they're called Upper Room Worship. Oh, I never heard of them. They're so anointed, sis. Okay, Upper Room Worship. Um, who else? I gotta go with Hillsong Worship. Hill- no, Hillsong is, uh, we're not gonna get into it, but Hillsong. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a beautiful name. Okay. We're not going to start, but you already know how that song Okay, then I need one more. That Girl, is... if you don't say. Oh, Jonathan McReynolds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah if y'all don't know if you're like into gospel gospel music um if you've never heard of jonathan mcreynolds i highly encourage you to listen to jonathan mcreynolds i really He's so I, good i would describe his sound as like christian alternative like indie so, kind of vibes like yeah his, he's very acoustic and yes his songwriting like uh mm, his voice everything is just very beautiful very different uh, oh my yeah. he's so anointed <laughs> I'm so like good. smiling so hard right now because of how much I love like it's just cycles. Ooh, he's a song called "God Is Good." Yeah, I love. He's just oh, make room. Oh, love ooh. my soul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> love Excited. <laughs> yes. He has so many. Lover of my soul might be my favorite song by him though. Uh, wait so one. um just a question for people to know like is gospel music like m- makes up most of your playlist like you don't really listen to other genres as much um well yeah other than like christian music this could turn to another tangent i sometimes listen to like sometimes some, like old school r&b yeah like old school soul music i don't really listen to current music if i'm being completely honest like 90s, 70s R&B soul, like that kind of stuff. But other than that, not really, no. I try to be careful <laughs> with what I listen to and put in. Yeah. <laughs> My last question is, what is your top three favorite resources um, to, excuse me, to connect with God, like apart from church, small group, um, I guess these would be more so like when you're experiencing your time alone with God, what are your like three favorite resources? Okay. Well, I think this is a default, but like the Bible. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, does that count? So I think no, like, yeah, that counts. It does the Bible? Yeah. Okay. Then I would say, so this is like resources. Okay. So the Bible, obviously the Bible number one. I would definitely say, I guess, like, music, like, worship music of some sort, or even mm-hmm. just singing. I mean, that's, like, a re- I guess using myself as a resource, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just, like, speaking praises to the Lord, singing this, like, even acapella podcast. I, this is a crazy story. One time I was on the, a trolley, and I was listening to this podcast um, by this a group that's called Jesus Image. It's led by Michael Kulianos. And he's just talking about Jesus and how, like, how much he loved him and how amazing. And I literally stood up on the trolley and I preached the gospel and two people gave their life to Christ. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, this happened. So I'm like, podcast? Like, the spirit can move through anything. I was like, this podcast got me fired up and I just stood up and preached the gospel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then podcasts. Also, you even YouTube sermons as well. Yes. Transformation Church. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, there's so many, like, this, I feel like, honestly, the spirit can move through anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely say, like, Bible, worship music, podcasts. Those might, like, 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 those Your go-to it. resources. Yeah. 
Well, Olivia, thank you so much for just sharing all this information, um, sharing your journey with us, sharing a part of your testimony. Um, And I just hope that you can truly, honestly, continue to grow within your faith and your walk with Jesus. (laughs) Yes. But obviously, before we go, we need you to share any upcoming thing you have that's going on with you. We know you have the worship night, which is December 7th. Yes. Is there anything else more? Please share with us. Share with us your social handles and what people can find on there. Okay. And leave us, leave the, leave the audience with something. Leave it with something. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So, my Instagram, that's really the only social media platform I use, is Olive, like O-L-I-V-E, underscore stalls. S T A L L S, Olive underscore stalls. <laughs> and yeah, the only event, upcoming event I have is the worship night on December 7th. So if you follow my Insta, I will post things about that, like the time, and also like you'll be able to DM me for the location. And something to leave you all with. Hmm. Dang it. <laughs> I'm like, now I know. Okay, I can't think exactly what the verse is, but it's in, I feel like it might be in Matthew. And um, the, dis- the disciples are first meeting Jesus. They go up to him and he asks, oh. what are you looking for? Like, what do you want? Pretty much. What do you want? What are you looking for? That's what he asks them. And that's what I want to leave you all with. It's just within your life. Just think about what you're looking for and what kinds of things you are after. And if they are going to bring you life. Mm. so that is what I will leave you all with thank you guys so much for tuning in to redefine success episode five yeah thank you so much Olivia truly honestly like this episode means so much to me for those of you that don't already know PMP alignment one of our pillars is faith my company is completely built off faith um I wouldn't be where I am without the power of God so this episode alone was amazing. I hope you guys truly learn from it. Um, Take everything that she said. And if it applies to your walk with Christ, or if you're just starting out, I really, truly hope that this episode helped. Once again, if you guys do not already know where to find me, you can find me at Nyanka underscore Paul on Instagram and at my business page at PMP Alignment. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.